this is Sister Lisa coming to you from the ILL, the Edwin Elder Library. And today I am actually recording to anchor from my husband's old room, what we turned into an office now. And this is part of the Edwin Elder Library. And I'm looking out my window and there's a deer. There is a big deer laying, laying down underneath the trees. It is so beautiful, but it's kind of far away. I can't really get a a good picture. I tried to get a, a picture, but it's so neat. It's so neat. That deer doesn't have a care in the world. It's just so carefree. Know that the Lord is providing for him. And that's how we have to be too. Know the Lord is providing for us. It's really neat. Squirrels running up and down the trees. Birds flying by and chirping. It's just a wonderful, beautiful day. Okay, so I'm going to be reading some more out of the Azusa Street, Frank Bartleman, an eyewitness account to the birth of the Pentecostal revival. I didn't get very far when I started the other day. So, um, actually, on page nine, I believe, it says, I find the following observations in my diary written at that time. Some churches are going to be surprised to find God passing them by. He will work in channels where they will yield to Him. They must humble themselves for Him to come. We are crying, Pasadena for God. Some people are too well satisfied with their own goodness. They have little faith or interest for the salvation of others. God will humble them by passing them by. The Spirit is breathing prayer through us for a mighty, general outpouring. Great things are coming. We are asking largely that our joy may be full. God is moving. We are praying for the churches and their pastors. The Lord will visit those willing to yield to Him. And the same is true today. Ultimate failure or success for God will be realized just at this point. We must keep humble and little in our own eyes. Let us get built up by a sense of our own importance and we are gone. History repeats itself in this connection. God has always sought at humble people. He can use no other. Martin Luther, the great reformer, wrote, When our Lord and Master Jesus Christ says repent, he means that the whole life of believers on earth should be a constant and perpetual repentance. Repentance and sorrow. True repentance. They endure as long as a man is displeased with himself. The desire of self-justification is the cause of all the distresses of the heart. There is always much need of heart preparation in humility and separation before God can consistently come. The depth of any revival will be determined exactly by the spirit of repentance that is obtained. In fact, this is the key to every true revival born of God. On May the 12th, God dealt with me about giving all my time to Him, turning my back finally and for all time on secular employment. He wanted me now to trust Him fully for myself and my family. I had just received a book, The Great Revival in Wales, written by S.B. Shaw. Taking a little walk before breakfast, I was reading this. The Lord had been trying for years to bring me to this decision for His service. We entered into a new contract between us. He was to have the rest of my life fully, and I have never dared to break this contract. My wife kept my breakfast for me, but I did not return until noon. I had lost my appetite for food. The Spirit, through the book, set me on fire. I visited and prayed with three preachers and a number of workers before I returned home at noon. I had received a new commission and anointing. My burden was for revival. 
I visited and prayed with people all day long for some time now, distributing G. Campbell's G. Campbell Morgan's pamphlet on the revival in Wells. It moved the people strongly. The spirit of prayer was in, increasing upon me, and I determined to be obedient to the heavenly vision. Acts twenty six nineteen. I prayed the Lord for faith to trust Him fully. Man shall not live by bread alone. Matthew four four. The Lord blessed me with a further spirit of exhortation to revival among the churches, giving me articles to write for the Holiness Press along the same line also. I began to write particularly for the Way of Faith and God's Revivalist. One night I awoke from my sleep shouting the praises of God. He was getting a hold of me more and more. I was now doing, I was now going day and night exhorting my fellow men to, to faith in God for mighty things. The spirit of revival consumed me. The spirit of prophecy came upon me strongly also. I seemed to receive a definite gift of faith for revival. We were evidently in the beginning of wonderful days to come, and I prophesied continually of a mighty outpouring. I had a real ministry to the religious press and began to attend prayer meetings at various churches to ex exhort them. G. Campbell Morgan's track on the revival and well spread the fire in churches wonderfully. I did a great deal of visiting among the saints also and began to sell S.B. Shaw's book, the Great Revival in Wales among the churches. God wonderfully used it to promote faith for a revival spirit. My tract, my tract work was continued among the saloons and business houses. In May 1905, I wrote in an article, My soul is on fire as I read of the glorious work of grace in Wales. The 7,000 in the land who have kept company with the spared ones, Ezekiel 9, and who have been crying and sighing because of the abomination and desolation in the land. The decay of vital piety in the body of Christ may well be excused for rejoicing at such a time and prospects as this, when God is once more moving in the earth. But where are the men who will stir themselves up to take hold of God? Let our watchword at this time be California for Christ. God is looking for workers, channels, worms of the dust remember he must have worms jesus's life was pressed out in prayer at every pore this kind comes too high for most people that may not this be our lord's last call on june 17 i went to los angeles to attend a meeting at the first baptist church they were waiting on god for an outpouring of the spirit there their pastor joseph small had just returned from wells he had been in touch with the revival and evan roberts and was on fire to have the same visitation and blessing come to his own church in los angeles i found this meeting in accordance with my own vision burden desire so i spent two hours in the church in prayer before the evening service Meetings were being held every day and every night there, and God was present. One afternoon, I started the meeting in Los Angeles while they were waiting for Small to appear. I exhorted them not to wait for the man, but to expect from God. They were depending on some great one, the same spirit of idolatry that has cursed the church and hindered God in all ages. Like the children of Israel, the people must have some other God before him. See Exodus 20 and 3. In state church circles in Europe, the pastor is often known as the little God. I started the service in the evening and the, on the church steps outside while we were waiting for the janitor to arrive with the key. We had a season of prayer for the surrounding community. The evening meeting was a steady sweep of victory. When God's church becomes what it should be in love and unity, the doors will never be closed or locked. Like the temple of old, it will always be open. We saw this later at Azusa Mission. 
God does not have many churches, all of different names. There is no division in true Pentecost or in true worship. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. John 4, 24. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body and have been all made to drink into one spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Ancient Israel, when right with God, was one. How much more should the church be? We have priests enough to serve continually and plenty of seeking needy people to fill the church at all times. How far we have fallen from the early pattern and even from the type of the church Israel. We are so far from it that we scarcely recognize the real thing. Even the Catholic Church, though formal, is ahead of us in this. The difficulty and shame is that we are hopelessly divided. I went to Lamanda Park and after preaching, spent the night at the parsonage praying and sleeping alternately. I wanted a fuller revelation of Jesus to my own soul. Like the full moon that draws nearer and clearer to our vision as we continue to steadfastly gaze at it, so Jesus appears more real to our souls as we continue to contemplate Him. We need a closer, personal, vital relationship, acquaintance, and communion with God. Only the man who lives in fellowship with divine reality, reality can be used to call the people to God. I went to Small's church again and again, found them listlessly waiting for the preacher to appear. Many did not seem to have any definite idea of why they had come to the meeting. I began to pray aloud, and the meeting started off with power. It was in full blast when Brother Small arrived. God wanted the people to look to him and not to men. Those not having the glory of God first in view would naturally resent this, but it is God's plan. I found most Christians did not want to take on the burden of prayer. It was too hard on the flesh. I was carrying this burden now in ever-increasing volume, night and day. The ministry was intense. It was the fellowship of his sufferings, Philippians 3 and 10. A travail of soul, Isaiah 53, 11, with groanings which could not be uttered, Romans 8, 26. Most believers find it easier to criticize than to pray. One day I was much burdened in prayer. I went to Brother Manley's tent and fell at the altar, there unburdening my soul. A worker ran in from a side tent and begged me to pray for him. I attended another meeting that night and there found a young brother, Edward Bomer, who had come in the penile meetings in the spring with the same burden of prayer on him. We were wonderfully united in the spirit from that time on. He was destined to become my prayer helper in the future. We prayed together at the little penile mission until 2 a.m. God wonderfully met and assured us as we wrestled with him for the outpouring of his spirit upon all people. My life was by this time literally swallowed up in prayer. I was praying day and night. I wrote more articles for the religious press, exhorting the saints to prayer, and went to Smalls again in Los Angeles. Here I found the people waiting for the preacher again. I was greatly burdened for the situation and tried to show them that they must expect from God. Some resented this, being bound by old age age customs, but others responded to it. They were praying for a revival like they had in Wales. This was one of the outstanding features there. In Wales, they expected from God. The meetings went on whether the preacher was present or absent. They came to meet God. He met them. I had written a letter to Evans Roberts in Wales asking them to pray for us in California. I now received a reply that they were doing so, which linked us up with the revival there. The letter read as follows. My dear brother in faith, 
Many thanks for your kind letter. I am impressed by your sincerity and honesty of purpose. Congregate the people together who are willing to make a total surrender. Pray and wait. Believe God's promises. Hold daily meetings. May God bless you is my earnest prayer. Yours in Christ, Evan Roberts. We were much encouraged to know that they were praying for us in Wales. I wrote some articles for The Way of Faith, a Christian harvester and God's revivalist at this time. The following are extracts. A wonderful work of the Spirit has broken out here in Los Angeles, California, preceded by a deep preparatory work of prayer and expectation. Conviction is rapidly spreading among the people that they are rallying from all over the city to meetings at Pastor Small's church. Already these meetings are beginning to run themselves. Souls are being saved all over the house while the meeting sweeps on unguided by human hands. The tide is is rising rapidly and we are anticipating wonderful things. So travail is becoming an important feature of the work and we are being swept away beyond secretarian barriers. The fear of God is coming upon the people. A very spirit of burning. Sunday night, the meeting ran on until the small hours of the next morning. Pastor Small is prophesying of wonderful things to come. He prophesies, he is prophecies, oh, that he prophesies the speedy return of the apostolic gifts to the church. Los Angeles is a versatile, Jerusalem is a veritable Jerusalem. Just the place for a mighty work of God to begin. I have been expecting just such a display of divine power for some time. Have felt it might break out at any hour. Also that it was liable to come where least expected. That God might get the glory. Pray for a Pentecost, June 1905. So I'm going to stop right there. I'm still in in the beginnings chapter. I'm on page 16. But I'm going to add a little bit of things I want to say. And then uh, we won't keep this very long each day. But this is the Frank Bartleman Azusa Street book. But I want to just say that um, as for these last eight years or so that my husband and I have been doing the online devotional, um, and we call it Hazelwood USA. If anybody knows what Hazelwood is, Hazelwood, Missouri is where our headquarters for the United Pentecostal Church International has been for many years. And uh, not too far in the past, they moved to Weldon Springs. It's not in Hazelwood, Missouri anymore. But it's 8855 Dunn Road. I got that name. I got that uh, address uh, memorized, Hazelwood, Missouri, because I sent many, I sent many things over the years, letters, uh, stories, puppet scripts, and I they all got rejected for one reason or another. I'm not, I'm not that good of a writer. I don't follow all the, all the etiquette of writing. I didn't have an editor. I didn't have anybody to help me. Um, I didn't have Grammarly like we have now on the computer. I didn't have um, um, uh, outlines and stuff like we have now. Um, But anyway, uh, that's beside the point. It's at 8855 Dunn Road, D-U-N-N Road, Hazelwood, Missouri. And I can't remember the zip code right off, but um, I do remember the address. But I, I know that my burden for Hazelwood USA, what we call Hazelwood USA, is the whole gospel to the whole world by the whole church. That's the slogan. That's the thing for um, uh, UPCI. That's what they say. The whole gospel to the whole world by the whole church. Well, Hazelwood USA is, um, I even wrote to them about wanting some kind of theme park, you know, kind of like I said, um, Hazelwood is kind of, you know, 
Then we have Hollywood, Dollywood, all this, you know, stuff that ends in woods as theme parks or, or um, uh, entertainment centers or things going on, you know, for the, for the devil or just for pleasure. So that Hazelwood USA would be like a, a 365 uh, days of the year, 366 for leap year, 24-7 um, general conference or anyway, church services going on, things for the kids to do, things for... Um, uh, ladies ladies auxiliary and stuff just fundraisers and things for people to do I was thinking like a real place but you know what that's exactly what internet the internet is we have church services live streaming going on on YouTube and on Facebook and websites all the time you can tune in day or night and watch church services or 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 you record a church service or a song. You can pick up your guitar or your keyboard and, and um, other instruments and sing and praise God and, and post those. Yes, other people do it in other other um, venues and stuff like that and other, um, other kind of genres and stuff. But we can do it all for the glory of God. We can have puppet ministry and children's ministries going on 24-7 because people around the world have different time zones you know constantly constantly flood the internet flood facebook with god and his goodness have prayer groups have prayer meetings and and get along with god in your own houses and and pray and pray for revival souls souls churches are not going to contain churches are not going to contain the revival that god is sending right now we're having a new revived Azusa Street type of thing, only it's Hazelwood, USA, the whole gospel to the whole world, by the whole church, and not just Hazelwood, USA, that's what I call it, but God can call it whatever he wants to call it, or you can call it whatever you want to call it, the thing is, God gets the glory, it's his church, it's his work, it's his, it's his spirit, and he's drawing, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us that we get caught up so much in the things, the stress of life, the stress of things, um, worried about um, the fear of what tomorrow might hold when we know already that you hold tomorrow, that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of a sound mind and knowing that we can call on you at any time. Just speak the name Jesus and he's right there. Just breathe or think the name Jesus. He's right there. He's as close as the mention of his name. So I'm loving this book, and I'm going to do more about that. But in the meantime, you tell your friends Jesus is coming. You tell your friends that God loves them. Point others to the cross. Keep pointing people to the cross because Jesus paid the cost. He died that we could have life and that more abundantly. Keep pointing them to Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost gives us power. Power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Power that is that that is the oil in our lamps. That is the resurrection power. When he comes back for his bride, he's coming for those who have taken on his name. Those who have been buried in his name, covered with his blood. Those who have been bought with his price. He loves you. Will you have a wonderful day? This is Lisa Peter coming from the ill Edwin Elder Library, a branch of Hazelwood, USA. Bye-bye.